0: Welcome to the swim strong Dryland land podcast. We are dedicated to inspiring and educating the swimming world. Our podcast highlights the work character and achievements of in and around the swim strong community. We are here with the multi-talented Julie Mischler, not only a incredible swimmer on the rise in USA swimming, but also a national champion skier, which we'll dive a little bit more into her story. But first, Julie, we got to get to your rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yes. Awesome. Number one is what is your favorite movie of all time?
1: Um, Either a Disney movie or Thunderstorm or Thunderstruck. I can't remember the name of it.
0: (laughs) All right. Next one. Hidden talent that you have that people might not know about.
1: Um, I am pretty creative. Um, I would say it's not necessarily a hidden talent, but not a lot of people know that about me.
0: What types of things do you like to create?
1: Um, I'll make jewelry or fix jewelry. That's um, cool. I've, my grandma has taught me how to like, sew, and I'm pretty good at drawing and art.
0: That's awesome. I am not good at those things, but that is awesome. All right. Next one. Who's your favorite cartoon character?
1: Uh, Anna and Elsa represents my sister and I.
0: Yeah. How about if you could pick any superpower, what would you choose?
1: Um, I would choose speed or teleportation.
0: And best Halloween costume you've ever worn?
1: Anna and Elsa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shocking. How about your favorite swim meet food?
1: Uh, Going to Tropical Smoothie and having the Triple Berry Oat uh, smoothie and then a chicken pesto flatbread.
0: It's good stuff. And lastly, what's your favorite thing about Swim Strong Dryland?
1: Just who would shape me into uh, today and how much I've improved just with starting dry land. That's
0: awesome. Well, we are very thankful to have you as a part of the program, part of the swim strong family. You've done some pretty incredible things, uh, including breaking the 50 freestyle, um, swim strong dry land record and just recently the broad jump record. And, um, but you have many different talents and many different, um, things behind the scenes that people don't realize that you've had to do to get to where you are. And so I'm really excited for people to get to hear the details of your story. Can you talk a little bit about how you got involved with swimming in the first place? What drew you into the sport and how you began?
1: Yeah, so when I first started swimming, um, I always did swim lessons when I was younger. But my friends, um, who I'm still very good friends with today, they compete on my team for high school. Um, they were the ones that were like, "You guys should try swimming." So in kindergarten, uh, my sister and I we started swimming, and we kind of just started swimming and never looked back. And that's just been how we've come about.
0: That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, there's typically no like stories of kids who are like, "I came in wanting to break these national records or do this or do that." It's typically like my friends were doing it. I wanted to have fun. Um, it was something that I thought could challenge me, whatever. And I love hearing just how it began for everybody. How, how did you end up falling in love with the sport? What was, um, you know, over time, obviously, you've gotten to be pretty good. And um, was there a point in time where you realized, like, I really want to take this sport serious? Have you always had the same mindset since you were young? Or have you noticed a change or a shift in your mindset as, as time has gone on?
1: Yeah, I would say my eighth grade year so I played basketball all the way up to my eighth grade year and my eighth grade year I realized I am pretty good at this and I should try and keep going as far as I can with it and so I quit basketball and I started swimming way more it's been about two years now since I started training with uh Fishers Area Swimming Tigers fast uh Coach Keller my dad and him used to they student taught together. Well, and cool. so he was just like, I, I wanted to figure out what was best for me to help me become the best I can be. And he was one of the resources that we found. And we went down for a practice to see how we liked it. And I learned so, so much just in one practice. I didn't know what buckets were. I didn't know what sculling was. And this was just like two years ago. Wow, I didn't know what any of the drills really were. Like I knew some drills, but I didn't really know anything about that. I didn't know what tempos were, wow. but once I went down there, I figured it all out. and after the first practice, I was like, i I love this like this is <laughs> this is awesome. i I didn't know there was more to swimming than just swim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's amazing because but you're you're so where people see you are now, And they hear that you didn't even know what sculling was or what different drills were two years ago or buckets or anything like that. Um, That's wild. And you played multiple sports and you still are part of multiple sports, which we'll get to, but played several different sports and um, never really took swimming, quote unquote, seriously until the last couple of years. I think people should really take note of that because you don't have to be an animal when you're 10 years old you don't have to be like a child prodigy to be phenomenal at swimming like I think it's really important to enjoy the sport and try other things and just be a kid I'm, do you agree with that do you feel like that's served you well or benefited you
1: yes I agree 100 I think finding what you love by just like all the different opportunities like I played I did track, I played volleyball, I played tennis, I played soccer growing up, I played all these different sports, hmm. and I think it's definitely shaped me in who I am today, and I'm, I found my love for swimming through all of those things.
0: That's so cool. I Yeah, guys, really, I think it's important to hear what Julie's saying, and and, and find something that you love, and don't limit what you're willing to try, um, early on. I think too many people take it way too serious too early. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying don't try and be great. You know, the time that you're there and the effort that you give when you're a young athlete, of course, we want you to do that. Um, but you don't need to be the best. You can, you don't need to be the best in the world when you're 10 or 12 or 14 or 16 or 18 can be much further down the road. Um, as long as you love what you're doing. So I love that that's been your path, but so talk about now. So since, um, coming to Fishers and working with coach Joe, who is phenomenal, um, what's been, what has your training looked like? Because it is very unique because you don't live right in Fishers, correct?
1: Yes. I live two and a half hours away <laughs> and we'll try and go down once a week. Um, usually Friday and then Saturday morning, um, it's a little hard during high school season because I have to be there for practices for high school season. But in the summer, we'll try and go down at least once a week. Um, we have friends that we stay in, stay with, who I'm so very thankful for because without them, we would not have been able to come down as much as we do. That's awesome.
0: And so what does it look like on the days where you don't come down? So which, by the way, the even once a week, two and a half hours there, and a half hours back that's five hours (laughs) plus the practice time that's like a full day event so that's commitment um, and dedication but what do you do on the other days
1: yeah so um when i'm not training with my high school team and i'm training all alone um my dad he's a teacher at our high school he's actually our strength training teacher and he has a key he's a certified lifeguard so We'll go in, I'll swim on my own while he's watching me, coaching me, whatever. And I'll swim and yeah, pretty much like that. And then during high school season, um, I'll swim with my high school team. I share a lane with one other kid. Um, Sometimes we'll like end up doing the same thing somehow, like 425 (laughs) sas. So then we'll like at the same time sprint each other. So (laughs) race each other, you know, have fun.
0: And your workouts on the day that you're on your own, those all come from Coach Joe. Those come from things that you guys do or a combination?
1: Yeah. So I I pretty much the workouts are mainly towards um, sprinting. And he'll pull from what they do and he'll kind of make it into more, like, special for me and how it suits me Um, and just kind of, like, how he can make it into more sprinting because – um obviously like somebody like luke whitlock he's he's a distance swimmer so he has to do something different than versus me a 50 free sprinter so mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes sense but that's yeah cool. i mean just those workouts in general they're just they're so good
0: and i think like that's that in itself is unique that, um, he's taking time writing workouts for you so that you can be the best you can be. And something that you're excited about, like you're excited about sprinting. He's not making you do distance just cause you know, just to do it, he's helping you with something that you're passionate about and you have fun with. Um, but it still takes a ton of work obviously on your end to actually do it and implement it and pay attention to the details. How did you, how do you, stay focused when you don't have a team around you and you're like, I got this workout on a sheet of paper and I want to be successful, but still it comes down to like, you know, there's hundreds of days a year and you keep getting, you get the, you know, a sheet of paper an email or whatever, every single day. And you have to have a mindset that's different from most people to really get after it. Cause most people, if they're not surrounded by a team every day, they're not going to get the most out of their training. So how do you combat that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough at times, but I always try and look for the positive. And they, there's positive there, there's positive and there's negative sides to it. I mean, with being positive, I can go at my own pace kind of on the workouts. So I don't have to worry about other people. Um, and, I mean, I would just say, like, the negative is obviously I don't have people. I used to have my sister for a year, but now she's in college. Um so it's more of just how I can figure out how to push myself without anybody near me. And I, I mean, I would say I'm doing a pretty good job with that, but it's definitely tough at times. And there's times that I wish that there was somebody right next to me, but I do. I lo- I like training by myself, but at the same time I would also want a team. So it's nice that I have kind of a mixture right now. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So what do you do on, um, on the days where you don't feel like do you know, where it is those really challenging days? Um, where do you, what do you do with your mindset to help you get the most out of practice when you're like, man, I, I just want to go through the motions today.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's everybody has those days. I don't think there's one person or athlete that doesn't have those days. Mm -hmm. But I would just say it's knowing what your goals are and knowing how you want to achieve them. So knowing all of that, even if you're tired, you're you don't want to be there. Something's wrong. You know what your goals are and you try and accomplish that by just performing the best you can every day at practice.
0: Yeah. So having that bigger picture that you're looking at helps you to overcome it sounds like the emotions that say hey i don't feel like being here today well of course nobody feels like working hard every single day but if you have something bigger that you're going for dreams and goals that you know you need to accomplish and they're not going to accomplish themselves you make it happen but um i do find that extraordinary and you've obviously done it day after day and now it's just a discipline it's just a mindset it's just something that i think is probably ingrained in you at this point um but, you know, I know I hear a lot of coaches say stuff like, oh, if someone goes, you know, and uh, out of town for a week or something like that, uh, and they ask for swim workouts, they're like, yeah, 99% chance they're not going to do it. <laughs> and and for you, it's like that's your every day. And, mm-hmm. and I would say it's pretty much 100% chance that you are going to do it and that you are going to do it really well. And I think that's really unique. And I think anybody who knows you... Um, or sees you on deck should pick your brain a little bit more about that mindset, because that's something that if everybody had that type of discipline and mentality, they would find things that they didn't even know they were capable of. And I guarantee you that. Um, but that's a type of self-discipline that, um, takes day after day after day, consistency and effort. Um, and it, it doesn't just apply to your swimming. It also applies to your dry land. Right. And so, um, in terms of dry, uh, swim strong, you're on the small group team, uh, which is a ton of fun having you on the small group team. And you do that on your own as well, and of course you have an accountability partner. But talk a little bit about your experience with swim strong dry land and um, what that's looked like so far.
1: Yeah, so every morning I wake up and my, I go in with my dad before school, and I'll do my dry land, and then I actually have a weight training class. Um, First period of the day, but I have like this hour to two hour kind of workout on dry land in the morning. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of how it's looked since I've started doing swim strong dry land.
0: That's awesome. So you've just found a way to put it in your schedule with where you have time and make the most of it. Um, And the same discipline that you have in the water you execute with Dryland. And, um, what are some of the biggest changes you feel like you've seen since you've started doing it?
1: Definitely my speed and my power. Like I have pulled so much water since I've started. Um, I've seen an increase in that so much. Um, my speed has gone up just like my turns, everything is just improving.
0: That's awesome. That's so awesome to hear. And that's because you're very consistent with everything and disciplined and all this stuff adds up. But I think people, you know, will see you like if anybody saw you race at junior nationals, when you broke the swim strong, 50 free record and went 21, eight, I believe it was right. 21, mm-hmm. eight. Um, you dropped almost a full second in your 53, which is crazy, especially at this age and on that level, almost an entire second. Um, People oftentimes will say, oh, that's just that's just a freakishly talented person. That's just a freak athlete. Oh, I wish I could have that. Um, not knowing all that you've gone through. What would you say to those people who say, I could never do that? Um, oh, that girl's just really talented. What, what would you say to someone who says something like that?
1: That you need to believe in yourself. You need to believe in what you can do and how you can accomplish those things. What can you do for yourself so you can get to that point? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's really good because it starts with a belief. If you don't have the belief, then your work ethic's not going to follow. Typically, I think your work ethic reflects what you believe about yourself, right? Like if you work really hard, those people tend to think that they're capable of great things. And the people who are kind of lazy and don't work very hard, they don't really think they can do anything anyway. So it's not worth their effort. Um, I don't think people realize how those go hand in hand oftentimes, but Um, But this doesn't just uh, go into your swimming. You're also a national four time national champion when it comes to water skiing and even play second at the Pan American Games. And talk a little bit about how you got into that, your water skiing career.
1: Yeah. So I started when I was three years old. I got up the first time. Wow. It was it was such a it was such a unique experience. Um, not a lot of people know about water skiing and the water skiing world. And I I specialize in slalom skiing. And there's three events: there's tricks, slalom, and jump. Um, and I I I've done it since I was three, <laughs> and I've done it with my sister. We both have. She's she's main she's the main reason why who I am today. And I kind of, I look up to her and she's more into skiing than I am. I'm more into swimming than she is, but, um, we've definitely used skiing to our advantage. Skiing has helped our swimming and our swimming has helped our skiing. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing I noticed last year was my forearm strength, um, was very weak in the winter versus the summer. The summer, I I ski in the summer because obviously I can't. I live in Indiana. The lake's frozen. (laughs) So in the summer, my forearm strength was a lot, lot better, lot stronger. So I realized I need to continue my forearm strength in the winter. Mm, And it's just knowing those things and, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of connection, like a lot of crossover that you can learn and things, body awareness, mind-body connection that you can gain from – one sport to the next and it's funny that you chose another water sport. Um, but it's a very different sport obviously than swimming, a lot more athleticism involved, which is what we try to incorporate with the dry land, because you don't necessarily get the athleticism component uh in the water that you can out of the water. Um can you explain a little bit about you said slalom is your main event. What does that mean? What do you what do you do when you're um yeah so there's
1: six buoys on a course and you'll have a max speed which Mine is 34 miles per hour. And then you have to go through the gates and complete all six buoys and then go through the end gates, and that's a completed pass. And after each round, the line goes shorter. So you go until you miss.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And so in terms of, like, winning a national championship in slalom, that's whoever makes it the furthest without missing. Is that how it's scored?
1: Uh, Yeah. So awesome. whoever goes the shortest length with the most buoys wins.
0: So how far did you make it when you won, let's say, your first national championship? What was the distance?
1: Um I was 10. And I was my max speed was 30 miles per hour at the time. And I can't remember what the line length was, but I got one buoy. Wow. And the other girl fell. And I was like, oh. <laughs> But wow. I remember we're really good friends with the world's best water skier. His name is Nate Smith. And okay. I remember he came over to me. He threw me into the water. And I remember we were in Texas. And at the time, there was a bunch of like snakes, like poisonous snakes in the water. And I like did not want to be in the water <laughs> at like 10 years old, right? So I was like, no, give me out, give me out. Don't throw me back in. <laughs>
0: but... That's hilarious. Um 10 years old, you're a national champion. Did you even know what that meant? Like at that time, were you just like, this is cool, I mean, this is fun, or were you like, is that something you had been dreaming about? Or what was the mindset of a 10-year-old national champion?
1: Yeah, the year before, um, I actually had another girl I was going up against and I lost to her. And I remember being so upset and I like worked so hard. I went from like going 28 miles per hour to 30 miles per hour. Uh, running all the buoys which in slalom skiing that's very hard and difficult to do and improve that much and I just remember being so driven by that that I was like I'm not gonna lose this year
0: <laughs> that's awesome even as a nine, 10 year old that that mindset is pretty awesome and um and then what were the other years that you won and what ages did you win the national championship
1: yeah uh I won I think 2017 I want to say 2021, um, 2022, I did not win last year. I fell early, which was a bummer, but that's okay. It happens. And then my fourth one was overall and that was 2022. I want to say, okay.
0: So just over a year ago, um, almost two years ago was you won the overall, which means a combination of all the events together. You were the best overall.
1: Yep. For my age group. So that would have been, I think 14 and under, I want to say, Um, because there's different age groups, but in overall there is trick, slalom and jump. Slalom is the one with the six buoys trick is like you put your foot in the rope and you do, tricks with your ski and like you you can do flips. I have never done a flip, but <laughs> there are people that That's do awesome. flips and stuff like that. And then um, jump, which is going over a ramp. I stopped doing jump just because with what I was doing, um, I was going like 50 feet, but I did not want to go farther than that and risk injuring myself.
0: Yeah, So wow. I stopped
1: doing jump but i still trick and i still slalom
0: that's intense that's intense talk, talk about the feeling you get when you're doing something like that um and compare it maybe to swimming like when you're swimming a 50 free versus when you're skiing and doing tricks and doing slalom like is there different feelings you get in each sport is there a similar like love or is it like two very distinct feelings that you get from each one
1: i definitely still get the same type of nerves that i get in swimming like before a race or before i ski um i would say you have more time to think in skiing um because you drop at each end so each pass you complete you know what you have to keep going for and then trick if you fall that's 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 the end of that that because <laughs> you get two passes which is a passes down and back mm-hmm. sorry a pass is just down and then you get one back so you get two passes and if you fall down um, or if you fall back, you you usually like you lose your points kind of automatically. So you really can't fail and trick.
0: OK, but
1: it's definitely you definitely have more time to think um, versus being a sprinter. Splash and dash. Don't really <laughs> have time to think. It's all muscle and memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah.
0: And where do you see yourself like, so right now you're doing both of these at an extremely high level. Um, Do you see yourself doing these together like long-term, like even in college or possibly even beyond or um, will one ever get in the way of the other? Or is it something that you feel like it's a perfect relationship that you can just continue long-term?
1: Yeah, I would say I definitely want to continue skiing. Um, I would say swimming will always take a priority over skiing now, but I don't know if I'll continue doing it through college. Um, I might come home and do it in the summer, you know, just for fun. I mm-hmm. probably won't be competing too much longer um, until my swim career is over. And then, I mean, once my swim career is over, there's, there's so many people. There's so many age groups that you can continue skiing. Um, I don't have to ski at that high level that I was, but sure. it's still very enjoyable for me so i will definitely probably continue skiing that's even after i'm done swimming
0: throughout both of the journeys you've taken us on through skiing and swimming you've mentioned several different people who have had a really big impact on you can you share who have been some of the biggest inspirations that you've looked up to whether it be swimming or skiing or people who have just um, had an impact on your journey
1: yes um i would definitely say my parents, um, who drive me two and a half hours almost every week, <laughs> um, giving me just the opportunities to achieve all this without them. I mean, I, I would not have achieved all of this. Um, my sister for being my role model and being, shaping me into the person I am today. Um, coach Keller, definitely a big, big factor, writes all my workouts. Um, goes out of his way just to write my workouts and it's it's awesome Um, and yeah just the people that we stay with when we go down I mean that's that's huge help
0: yeah yeah it really like there's so much more I feel like than people realize Um, anytime success is going to be had it really does take a family a community um, a team of people around you and I just I love your mindset like throughout the different things that you were talking about, you were always talking about other people on the, um, in your journey. And so I think you're very aware of, um, the impact that others have on you. And I think that you have on them too. Um, I don't know if you realize it or not, but you are inspiring people too. And people are looking up to you with different things that you're doing. And you'll be that person. Um, like your sister is for you, your parents or coach Keller. Um, that have really made a big difference, um, in your journey up to this point. And, um, I just think it's awesome that you're aware of that and, um, things are just so much more enjoyable too, when you have a community of people around you, as opposed to just be trying to do everything by yourself. Um, so, but anyway, awesome to hear, uh, shout out to all those people. Um, And you mentioned your sister a couple of times. Um, What what specifically about your sister was inspiring to you? You said she's a role model for you. So what what specifically about your sister was like, I want to be like this?
1: Yeah. So growing up, I mean, she did a ton of sports like me. I followed in her footsteps. You know, the little sister that wants to wear her clothes, you know um but there was one one time that my parents will always tell me i don't technically remember it myself but it was our first state tournament for water skiing she Mm -hmm. got a medal and i was like i want one of those (laughs) so i mean having her win a medal showed that i was like i want that so i followed in her footsteps
0: That's awesome. So it's really just everything that she did, you wanted to do, too. And um, she really set the pace for you. That's really cool to have um, an inspiration like that in your life every day. Um, You guys still get to communicate a lot, even though she's in college now?
1: Yeah, we'll FaceTime a lot, at least once a week. Um, And we'll just talk about everything, whether it be swimming, you know, family, everything.
0: That's awesome. Uh, you said something earlier too that when you were skiing, you started when you were three and you got up the first time. That's crazy. I, I remember trying to ski the first time. I was in like high school and I couldn't get up. It took me like thirty times just to like get up. <laughs> <laughs> How did what, did they just stick you out in the water and you like and they gave you a quick idea of what to do and you got up? How did you do that as a three? Not exactly.
1: Um, it was more of a beach start, so like I was kind of in the sand. Uh um there was somebody kind of like holding me upright a little bit Uh but my skis were also tied so they weren't like flopping all over you know how some people can't like keep them straight (laughs) so they were tied but um yeah got up the first time
0: that's so awesome yeah that's incredible when i was three years old i I could barely i I feel like uh run without falling so skiing, that's an incredible (laughs) thing um but um, you also, you are repping right now a Louisville hoodie. And so that's where you're going to be going to college. And they're super blessed to have you. Um, and I'm so excited for you to get to go there. Um, talk, can you talk a little bit about how you choose, chose Louisville?
1: Yeah, I would say when I, I was honestly kind of, I didn't know if I even wanted to take a visit. And my, when we went to move my sister in for college, um, we stopped at Louisville. Um, I contacted Stephanie and I was like, hey, I just wanna come like check it out, see if I wanna take a visit. And when I set foot on campus, I was like, this isn't in the city like I thought it would be. It's like kind of in its own area. Mm -hmm. And it was so beautiful that day too. Um, And she kind of gave us a little mini tour and we had like about an hour. Um, I talked to Arthur for a little bit and I was like, yeah, I wanna take a visit here. I, I actually really like it here. (laughs) And then on my visit, I had so much fun. I got to meet all the girls and, um, I was there with, um, Lily. Um, and it was, it was just a good experience, you know? Um, I just, I absolutely loved the campus. I just, I fell in love with everything there. You just kind of know when you're there, um, a lot of people are like, I was worried. I was like, well, what if I don't know? Like, what if, what if I just, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, well, if I never visited there the first time and I never took a visit there, everything happens for a reason. So it, it it just, it was meant to be.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, that's awesome that you had that feeling. Can you point to anything like in particular, you said kind of everything lined up. Was there one thing that kind of put you over the edge that you're like, Oh yeah. Like, I want to come here, like I'm excited about coming here. Is there anything you can point to that was like that specific thing or you think it was just everything?
1: Yeah, actually, there was there was one dry land practice they were doing. They were in um, one of their football fields, uh, like just like training football mm-hmm. fields. Um, and they were all like going so hard, running around. They were in like their own groups and they were all running around and doing a lot of core and i was like oh my goodness like it was it was organized chaos but it, it looked so <laughs> fun at the same time like everybody looked so like hot and they were sweaty and i was like this looks awful but it looks so fun
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love that that's uh man that's the best answer you could have given me because when you see a dry land session and you're like oh this is this looks horrible and it looks amazing at the same time. Like that's what I want to be a part of. Ah, that's my kind of person right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's that is awesome. I love to hear it. Shout out to Louisville Dryland. That is awesome. Um, yeah, it's gonna be an exciting, uh, exciting time. But obviously, you still have um, a year and a half before uh, you finish up your high school career. What are some of the goals that you have on your mind over the next year and a half? And then some things you're hoping to accomplish in college. What do you have your sights set on?
1: Uh yeah. So a lot of my goals um definitely have to do with my events and what I swim. Um I would say for state I have some pretty big goals planned. Um I would love to break the national record in the 50 free. And then What is it? Um I want to say a 21 6 something. Okay. Maybe 5 but I definitely do want to go under 21.5 um, and just set that high bar, see if I can achieve Let's it, go. see see how fast I can go.
0: Yeah, for and sure. And
1: for um, Speedos, I want to make my Olympic trial cut and my 100 backstroke and my 100 free. And then I have the Olympic trials, and I have some pretty big goals there, too. Um, I mean, I would love love to go to the olympics um i will definitely swim my my heart out i will swim as fast as i can there um and we'll see how that goes and from there i just kind of see where i go from there
0: yeah that's awesome i love that you have kind of laid out the rest of the season and know a little step by step where you want to be and what you want to do and but also have the mindset of uh, not limiting yourself like what what's possible. Like you've, you've kind of alluded to this m- multiple times, like I'm going to swim the best I can and we're going to see what happens. And like, you know, whether it's the Olympic team or a national record or whatever, I think a lot of people might be scared to mention those types of goals out loud. Um, just cause they're so difficult, but like, who cares? <laughs> like Whatever happens, whatever happens, happens. Like if you have a dream, if you have a goal, you have to believe that it's possible and be willing to talk about it and then be willing to work for it. And then, um, And then you might be able to actually do it. You might actually be able to do it because somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to set a national record. Somebody's got to represent the United States. Right. And so why not you? And um, so it's going to be somebody. So I love it. Um, And we will be rooting like crazy for you. Um, So like you just have um, a last question I have for you. and, And this is what I was about to say. You have such a humble personality. You have such a Team-oriented mindset, even though you do a lot of stuff on your own, you're constantly talking about others. Um, and just, like, really fun to be around someone who, um, you know, like just people are going to be positively impacted by. Um, is that a mindset that you feel like you've always had? Is it something you developed through sport? Is it something that's been developed through the way you've been raised? Is it something through, like, your um, – Coaches, is it like a combination of all those things um, or just something that's been ingrained in you? I'm just curious. Anytime I find someone who's super humble, but crazy hardworking, um, that's a pretty rare combination. Um, is there anywhere you can point to where that comes from for you?
1: Uh, my dad. My dad, for sure. He He's definitely, he gives me life lessons pretty much every day. Um, He knows a lot. He was a basketball coach. Um, He played basketball in college. He coached tennis, played tennis. He grew up in the sports and he he just knows a lot of mental things that you have to overcome and how to be an athlete. And he's given me a lot of those talks so I know how to be mature about it and just know what to do. Um, when the time comes, how to channel my nerves? Know that nerves are good. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go on, but he—he's definitely my big, big factor in my mindset and who I am today.
0: That's incredible. Shout out to your dad. That's incredible. Um, well, Julie, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, thank you for being a part of this Home Strong family. It's a pleasure to get to be a part of your journey, uh, and we can't wait to see what you're gonna do the rest of this year and beyond. Um, and thanks again for your time.
1: Yeah, thank
0: you. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Swim Strong Dryland podcast. If you'd like to be a part of the Swim Strong Dryland family, you can reach out to us via email or social media. You can also follow Swim Strong Dryland on YouTube and TikTok for more educational content.